0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Morning Matcha. Today's guest is Vanessa Fitzgerald, who is the founder of V's Honey, and they do something called nutrition response testing. And I'm going to let you explain what that is. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, Nutrition response testing
1: works with the body's autonomic nervous system. So it's a form of muscle testing. It's just that we make sure that the nervous system is in alignment. Essentially, first and foremost. So what we do is we search for the underlying causes of symptoms by testing organ strength. And then we help rebuild the body using whole food supplements and homeopathic remedies to help strengthen organs and detox whatever is upsetting the organ.
0: Awesome. So I'm assuming that helps with things, um, All kinds of things, including allergies. and Yeah, anything
1: chronic from anxiety and depression to
0: autoimmune disorders to IBS to allergies, anything and everything. So how did you get into all this? I want to hear more about you and your story. Well,
1: I got into nutrition response testing because I was a patient of it when I was living in New York. I discovered nutrition response testing and it changed my life single-handedly. And so I just decided that I wanted to dedicate my life to that. I've always been passionate about health and wellness. It's just that growing up, it wasn't as trendy as it is now. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a way to make money. And because of that, I just did, you know, every other classic job trying to make money and figure out how to make money doing what I'm most passionate about. And that's when I discovered this
0: practice. What did you um, go into it for? What was going on when you needed to find nutrition response testing? So I have polycystic
1: ovary syndrome and one in every five women have it. So that was something chronic that I had to begin with. I was also experiencing a lot of like low-key anxiety, depression going on. I uh, But what really pushed me to go was that I went to the top harvard eye doctor in new york and he's so celebrated because i had this like it felt like a film on my eye oh interesting and he told me i had the beginning of cataracts and at age oh, 25 whoa and so aside from cutting into my eyeball i was like that this can't be like if this can start in how can age, it not yeah. be reversed mm-hmm the body is doing this to me. So how can I help the body heal? So I went on this quest. I was Googling like nutrition and whatnot. And then I went into my holistic chiropractor who I'd been seeing since I was at NYU. And she had all of these supplements on the wall. All of a sudden I was like, what is this stuff? And she said, oh, I've been going to school for this new thing called nutrition response testing that I found. And I said, do you think that this can help me? And she goes, actually I do. And I started with her, and within three weeks, my eyes were 20 20 vision. Whoa. I had nothing wrong with them.
0: That's wild. Yeah, That's no so cataracts. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And so I know part of your story includes um, coming off Adderall. Mm-hmm. Where did that um, come into, you know, when you studied? Was it like before, or after?
1: That came way after I studied because after I studied, I didn't really go into becoming a practitioner, laying your hands on people all day and working with people. It takes a lot of, uh, fortitude and it also takes a lot of you, you have to have done the work yourself. And I had, I was not even close to that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I decided detox off Adderall because I was on it for 13 years.
0: I was on it too. So I was like really fascinated when you were talking about it, not a lot of people are sharing about it. And no, I think, yeah, cause it's a shameful drug. A lot of yeah. people are ashamed to be on
1: the drug. So what happens with Adderall is okay. So I was taking it for 13 years and I woke up one day when I turned 30 years old and realized that my life wasn't where I wanted it to be. I didn't have a career at the time. I was lost in between jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend had just broken up with me. I was staying at my mom's at the time. And I woke up and I was like, what I've done all the work, like all of the life coaching and the therapy and like, you know, all of the plant medicines, I've done all the things. Why is my life not where I want it to be? I'm in my own way. And so I was reaching over to grab the Adderall because that's what I took to get out of bed every morning. Mm-hmm. And I realized this was the one thing I hadn't broken up with. Mm-hmm. So I decided to stop taking it and I started filming myself. I didn't share it though for four days because I was so ashamed. Nobody knew. My mom didn't know. Friends didn't know. No one knew. Only uh, like whoever I was dating at the time would know that I was on Adderall, but not, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like I was living a lie and And so I, uh, I decided to share my story and I told like my mom beforehand and she was really supportive and I told some of my friends and they're all very supportive and shocked, um, because I didn't look like, you know, a crackhead running around, but it's how I functioned every single day.
0: Yeah. And without taking that away, you're just like in bed. Oh yeah you just crash fully. So I
1: had tried before to wean off and I would have those crashes, but this time I did it very strategically. I had a support system in place and I was very meticulous about what I ate. I cut alcohol out of my diet, alcohol, marijuana, any sort of substance out of my diet. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just really focused on healing
0: myself. And then that set me up for success. That's awesome. Yeah. I, kind of had a similar experience where after college I was like this is the one thing I haven't gotten off of along with like birth control and that was kind of what set me up to go down this path of really diving into healing because but still the food thing I was like if I can figure out what helps me naturally then um then maybe I don't need this. And I went to culinary school for raw food and kind of went into all that, which the raw food thing wasn't good for me personally, but it was great. It was a great like thing to get into right after. Did you go to Matthew Kinney school? Yeah. It was fun. And that's actually how I met David who helps us at the fullest and is a big part of the fullest. So it's all been really fun. I love, um, I love what all the restaurants and what they've created with the plant-based culinary school Mm -hmm super cool. Did you ever go there? Or?
1: No, I, uh, I'm friends with Matthew. Mm-hmm. So
0: I love what he's created, but again, like raw food for me is like a fun treat. Almost. Yeah. I know. Well, digesting it is so hard because it's, it's super dense. And like, that was a whole thing, but it taught me so much about nutrition mm-hmm. and just like purity, I would say of foods and because they don't allow like any sort of additives obviously. And so, when you start to read the back of labels it's just you know super empowering but i became super extreme And so that's kind of what I'm passionate about is sharing with people to just use wellness as a form of like doing things that make you happy and not taking it to such an extreme. But also I love that you're offering, like, I want to learn more about what you're offering because Mm -hmm. I think it's important to find different ways to diagnose things. Mm -hmm. And that works, that may work for some people and might not work for other people. So I'm curious, like, what are the sorts of things when people come to you, are they already super open? Do they know that this is the type of work that you do? Or are they kind of like, what is this nonsense? I don't believe it. Like, what do you come across? No, I only get people, cause I don't advertise. It's only Instagram
1: or word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So people come to me because I am their last resort. The yeah. medical system has failed them. Other practitioners haven't done the job. So they come to me completely open. The ones that are not open, I have a conversation with right off the bat and I tell them this may not be the right fit for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which always they they come back at me. No, this is the right fit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: cause you have to be open. Energy is real. If you're going to believe that something's not going to work, it's not going to work. If you're going to believe every single day that you're going to get cancer, guess what? You're probably going to get cancer. Yeah. So the mind is a very powerful thing. So you have to come in with an open mind. Um, but yeah, no, I see people come to me because they're not well, whatever it is, whether it's chronic bloating, every doctor tells them they have SIBO, it, it could be anything, anxiety, depression, they've been on depression meds since they were tw- 12, 13, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So people just come to me because they're fed up. I don't diagnose, treat,
0: prevent, or cure. I just help the body heal itself. I love that. I think- I mean, it takes so much courage to be a practitioner helping others when they're going through chronic illness and also have something like depression. I mean, it's terrifying, I'm assuming, to be someone who's like they're coming to for support and there's so much liability. But then you have all this knowledge that you want to share. Like, what's that like? Well,
1: it's it's hard because as as much as you're the first person to be celebrated when things go right, you're also the first person to be blamed. As far as it comes to like detoxing off of SSRIs or like any sort of benzodiazepine, like Xanax, Ativan, whatever, Mm -hmm. that I work with their doctors hand in hand. Their doctors are on board. I'm on board. I see them weekly. We wean them off weekly. I support where the deficit lies and we work that way together. That's awesome. I also usually bring in another doctor in who helps structurally realign them so that their spine's operating and so their nervous system is high functioning. Mm -hmm. That's how we get people off of those kinds of medications. Um, but no, yeah, I don't ever really get scared. I have had to learn how to have a thick skin and be bulletproof. So when people come in, you know, a lot of times, When people are, even just if you're driving and somebody is being a dick on the road, it's because it's their own stuff. It's not you. Mm -hmm. That's how it is anytime. Like you're at, you know, in line to get coffee and the cashier is like so rude to you. And that's because it's their own shit. It's not yours. So you have to sort of realize that and also be empathetic at the same time, which is really hard to do because as human beings, like just because we're going through our own stuff doesn't give us the right to take it out on others. Yeah. But at the same time, people are paying me to help them. And I just have to be fully cognizant of what they're going through and sit there and remind myself that it is not about me in that moment. It is 100% about them. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever have scary things. Um, One time I had a girl who was struggling with like anxiety and I thought she had admit- one week I saw her, she was an, a real mess. And then she has never been late for an appointment. In fact, she's early and she just completely missed her appointment. So that's when I got nervous and I called her, but she was just late and she was coming.
0: Oh my gosh. That's literally the
1: only thing. The only that's thing. That's crazy. Otherwise I don't get worried. My clients are, I keep telling them like, I'm, you know, this, I'm here for you. Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm fully accessible. I mean, not like they can call me all the time, but they can email me anytime. And we check the email all the time, whether it's myself or my assistant, if there's something alarming, my assistant
0: notifies me. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, right now when someone comes to you, it's strictly just, uh, what you were telling us. That's how you work with people like on a weekly basis. Like if I were to come to you, how does it work? I have to see you weekly for the first 12
1: weeks. And then we see how your body responds. And then we, figure out how to space out your appointments afterwards. But since you come to me, your body's like an onion, right? So you've built, you know, X amount of years, layers of crap. So I have to peel back the layers to get
0: to the root cause of what's happening. So that's what happens every week you come to see me. Okay. So what do you think about everything that's going on with like 5g and just, I don't know if I just watched a documentary called Franken Skies. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's all about like the spring and the atmosphere. So I'm super passionate about starting to talk about that, like chemtrails, because it sounds like a conspiracy theory. But after watching this documentary, I mean, I think everyone agrees that and knows that it's something that is being done. But I think the conspiracy is that it's being done to like poison us, whereas it's actually being done to combat global warming because they're afraid that we're not um, quick enough in terms of like just our usage of bio like fossil fuels and plastics and all those things. obviously we're contributing so much to the environment. and so they think that by spraying and um, we're less likely to be like absorbing the um, heat from the sun. I
1: haven't heard that theory yet. So here's the thing with chemtrails. I've known about this since I was 26, since I started school. Cause the woman that I apprenticed under was really big into chemtrails. There's still a lot of naysayers out there that are like, it's not science back this, that, and the other. Yeah, it's- I think chemtrails are just, they're just testing out chemicals. They're mm-hmm. testing out chemicals, whether it's pesticides or aluminum. Yeah. Any sort of something to help speed up the process of growing something or preventing something from happening like mold or I don't know, like things like that. Mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. I don't think it's has anything to do with global warming. But that's one theory. That's just my opinion, though. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're helping global warming. Well, spraying stuff Into the ozone. Yeah, that's
0: like legit their agenda that they're doing it for us. But like, no matter what, whatever the theory is, it's affecting us. Of course, it's affecting us negatively. So that's
1: why when clients come to see me, they get very frustrated because I pull up you know, a new toxic chemical or metal in them every week. And they just get very frustrated, some of them. So this is the way that we manage them. We can't, we wake up every single day and we're in a battlefield Mm -hmm. every day. And that's just how it is. And that's how it's going to be progressing forward with the 5G and the way the world is going and the faster and the more and the whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We're going to be living longer, but we're going to be living much sicker. So that being said, It's about minimizing where we can. Mm -hmm. So get filters for your bath and your shower and your tap so that you reduce the amount of heavy metals and chlorine and toxic chemicals going into your system. Don't drink tap water. Try and detoxify all the products in your house. Things like that. Small little movements you can make towards being cleaner. Yeah. You know, it's like pick your poisons. We can't control what's sprayed in the air. There's no way. It's just, they're going to keep spraying regardless. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything else that we are exposed to.
0: I know. you try
1: and fight against it, but nothing's going to happen. it yeah. take years and years and years and years, and you'd be dead by then.
0: <laughs> so, so how do you detox from-, from like, what are good ways to detox from heavy metals or aluminum and, and also protect yourself from 5G? Because all I know is zeolite. Zeolite's great. Mm-hmm. Zeolite's my number
1: one. Um, chlorophyll, Spirulina, Chlorella. Chlorella is really great. Um, yeah, chlorophyll yeah, I forgot about and chlorella are yeah. really great. Chlorophyll is a great binder for heavy metals, but you have to have something in it, in your system to break up those heavy metals. So like, what? like zeolite, okay. um, you want it, zeolite's great cause it acts like a honeycomb. So it goes in and it like kind of attaches itself to it and binds it and helps release it. So I'd say zeolite with some chlorophyll would be great. Um, But it's not that everybody needs to be taking that every single day. That's the hard thing, you know, Mm -hmm. as zeolite, zeolite's great to take every day. Yes. But I would cycle it. I wouldn't, you know, your, our bodies get tired of ingesting the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Mm -hmm. That's actually, that's a really good tip because right now I'm on like my zeolite and glutathione and then, but it's, I, I naturally feel like. People get bored of doing the same thing every day anyway. so you naturally yeah. are looking for alternatives. But glutathione is is something benign, like a vitamin C that you mm-hmm. can take every day. But
1: I zeolite, since it's a detoxifier, I wouldn't you know
0: do like a month on and then take a few weeks off. and then month on again, you know that type of thing. So when you pick up this these heavy metals in your clients, And um, what do you normally do? Like you give them something like zeolite or what are some other ways that you work with them? Is it energetics?
1: No. So I give them whole food supplements and homeopathic remedies designed for their system to Mm -hmm. get it out. So I'm not actually giving them zeolite. Mm -hmm. I give zeolite to my phone clients who I can't test.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, It's just as effective. But this is like stuff that's actually fully targeted for their specific issues.
0: Yeah. For their nervous system. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. So different people, like even
1: like their, their blood type can handle certain supplements as opposed to others. So
0: what are you most passionate about? I mean, you share so much on V's Honey with people and what is the message that you want to get out there to people? For me, it's just to inspire hope that there is
1: there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is possibility for change. There is possibility for healing. You just have to believe in it. And, you know, it is true that like a healthier life is a happier life. Whether that looks like just waking up and smiling in the mirror every day, that makes a difference, but it's the hopelessness that kills me. So it's just to inspire hope because that's all you really need to even heal one cell in your body.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And do you feel like, I mean, in that, you've been there, right? Like in that moment when you were 30 and you wanted to get off Adderall and your life didn't look the way you wanted. You, did you feel hopeless or, I mean, obviously I don't, you I had already gone through, I mean, yeah. I think I felt hopeless more so
1: like when I was detoxing off antidepressants and benzos and sleeping pills like in my early 20s. <laughs> Like, that was a hopeless moment. Oh, my gosh. And I felt hopeless a lot in my teens. Like, life is just over. It's not going to get any better. So I can completely relate and empathize with every client that comes in. And they're just like, what
0: is the point of life, basically? How did that turn around for you? Was it just the curiosity of, like, these... uh these other things like plant medicines and life coaching and just trying new things? Or was it a mindset shift? I would just constantly look for courage. And
1: to me, courage was confident people just crushing it at life. And rather than being upset and angry that I'm not them, it was how can I be like them? How can I emulate them? Half the time people on Instagram are just scrolling for courage Mm-hmm. and that's what's so great about the platform is there there are some great role models and courageous leaders on there there are also some there's a lot of crap out there that makes you feel like shit why so you got to be very careful about who you follow and what you look at yeah but that's what I would do is I would look at people that I wanted to emulate and I'm like they can't possibly be on a cocktail prescription drugs why do I have to be mm-hmm. so I just really thought you have to be fight for your health. You have to be your own health. Nobody cares about you as much as you do. So if you don't start caring for yourself or believing that there's a better way, then you're screwed. It just, that's just how it is. Even if you go to the doctor's office, they don't really care about you. They're doing their job and they're trying to do the best job that they can. They care to see that they're succeeding at helping you get well, but they're not going to like go home at night and like sit there (laughs) and and, and worry about you. Yeah. And worry about you. You know, I used to do that when I first started and I realized practitioner, you cannot do that. It will make me sick. Mm -hmm. So I have to be able to cut it off at the end of the day and transition. And sometimes I have those clients that just get me and I think about it, but at the end of the day we have to turn it off because we have our own lives to worry about. How do you turn it off? There's different, like, I mean, being in the holistic world, a lot of us smudge ourselves. We'll burn sage. We'll do like, um, a lot of female practitioners like to get in their femininity and do something feminine, whether it's a sort of movement or a bath or something like that, uh, ground yourself. So touch something that is actually solid into the earth, uh, go outside barefoot, that type of thing, sit and meditate for a minute, sit and stare at the wall. If you need to, I have a colonic lady who just, her, her technique of zoning out is literally going home, sitting on the couch, staring at the wall and having a glass of wine
0: I love and that's it. it.
1: And like, she'll just stare at the wall for 45 minutes. Wow. And it just sort of like helps her meditate it out of her system.
0: That's nice. I love that. You're like, you know what she does. I'm sure you well, ask, I ask people, everybody. Yeah. Cause like you're touching people. That's an energy exchange. Mm-hmm. It's there's everything
1: is energy. You believe in electricity. You believe in energy.
0: Do you do it in between clients then?
1: No. Cause I usually try and schedule them as back to back as I can. And then when I do have a break, I'm doing something on email or that type of thing
0: oh my gosh well I can't wait I really want to come in and um and try that out I've never done it before I mean I've done muscle testing but Mm -hmm. I think what you're talking about is a lot different than anything I've ever experienced
1: yeah it's a lot different because muscle testing can be uh inaccurate if you're not testing the nervous system my gosh well
0: I gotta come in yeah thank you so Mm -hmm. much for coming and sharing with us yeah my pleasure Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.